0: This is the Packaging Podcast with David Holliday, the self-appointed 42nd Most Visionary Marketer. Yeah, right. Yes, this is David, and welcome to my Packaging Podcast. The first decade of the 21st century was certainly interesting for RFID technology. It was the decade of the Walmart RFID fiasco, and the Department of Defense was successfully rolling out its own RFID initiative. The technology was also making headway in multiple applications, such as asset tracking in industry, hospitals, data centers and more. During this period, there were also a lot of privacy concerns relating to the technology, and that is the topic of this podcast episode. In 2005, a book was published called Spy Chips, how major corporations and government plan to track your every move with RFID. It was written by Liz McIntyre and Catherine Albrecht, and the book certainly raised the public perception of RFID, not in a good way. There were calls for the use of this technology to be regulated to protect people's privacy and keep their information from getting into the public and the corporate domain. These ideas led to some of the states to look at implementing their own rules to govern RFID. In New Hampshire, a bill was introduced by the House Commerce and Consumer Affairs Committee under House Bill HB 478. A hearing on this bill was scheduled for March the 9th of 2009 and I was invited to take part by the standards organisation EPC Global. I have to say this was a really interesting experience and a number of people got to speak, both from the RFID and automatic identification industry and from privacy groups opposed to RFID. The sponsor of the bill, Representative Neil Kirk, turned out to be in a relationship with Skychips author Catherine Albrecht, who also took part in the hearing. Representative Kirk started the hearing by actually reading some sections from the Spychips book, which was quite entertaining. He also detailed some of the bill's provisions, such as ensuring that all items with an embedded RFID chip had to be marked to show that was the case. This would need to show the frequency of the tag and what the data structure was. He mentioned that within 10 years, the technology would exist to remotely be able to track people with or without their knowledge. Another provision of the bill was that there had to be a means in every retail establishment to disable any RFID tags on items that they sold. His main argument for the need of the bill is that unauthorized RFID tag scanning is intrusive and violates people's privacy. After Kirk's introduction, a number of other people had the opportunity to speak either for or against the bill. One lady testified she was afraid people would be able to use RFID technology to track her children. Obviously, this wouldn't have been possible with the RFID technology at that time. They could certainly do so using AirTags and similar devices today. A lady from HID Global spoke in opposition to the bill. She mentioned the advantages of RFID technology in terms of protecting people's personal data and providing accurate identification for individuals when accessing buildings and using networks. A lady representing the Retail Merchants of America also spoke against the bill. She pointed out that the EPC type tags that were being promoted for use in retail didn't pose any kind of the threat that had been mentioned so far in the meeting. Next, a representative from EPC Global spoke of the organization's concerns about privacy but also pointed out that the one-size-fits-all approach, as mandated in the New Hampshire Bill, wasn't a very good approach to trying to fix this kind of problem. RFID technology is still developing, he said, and solutions will need to be found as the technology matures, ideally not on a state-by-state basis. When it was my turn to speak, I discussed how RFID technology was still at an early stage and that the EPC tags that were being used in retail applications didn't contain anything that could identify an individual. They were simply the electronic version of the familiar UPC barcodes. The tags had a read range of only a few feet and quite honestly, often didn't work at all. There was certainly a need for privacy standards but this needs to be done on a national level rather than individual states, each having their own rules, which would cause chaos for manufacturers and retail companies. Bob Pease, who I believe is now at Avery Dennison, pointed out that the current level of our RFID technology meant that the dire predictions in the Spychips book were not going to happen in the near future. So the final speaker at the hearing was none other than Spy Chips author, Catherine Albrecht. She came up with some, quite frankly, rather bizarre reasons as to why RFID technology needs to be regulated. One of these was that somebody could embed RFID readers in the road and determine the size of her underwear by reading the RFID tags stitched into them as she drove past. I kid you not. She also mentioned RFID-enabled video cameras being used to track unfaithful spouses. Since Miss Albrecht spoke at the very end of the meeting, there was no opportunity for anyone to question her comments. And they were certainly quite entertaining, if nothing else. So looking back over the years, what was the result of all of this? Honestly, the bill came to nothing. It just disappeared among many, many other state-level bills that are produced every every year. It faded away and probably never thought about again. I've not heard anything about Katherine Albrecht for years, although her Spy Chips book can still be purchased from Amazon for anyone wanting to read it. But as it happens, time has shown she wasn't completely out of line in her thoughts. As Edward Snowden and others have shown us, the US government certainly is or has been tracking what we do, where we go online, our phone calls and our movements using technology provided by major corporations. And the Chinese government is often accused of doing the same thing with TikTok. Using devices such as AirPods does allow our children and indeed ourselves to be tracked in in real time so a lot of catherine's ideas from way 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 back in time did actually happen in the end but it does seem that we're perhaps not as concerned with privacy as we would have been in the past i don't hear too many people up in arms about these things these days um, to be to be quite honest maybe we've just gotten more accustomed particularly with our social media lives to our private information becoming public information to our friends as well as governments and corporations. Interesting stuff. Thank you for listening to this Everything Packaging Podcast. Look out for another episode soon and if you're in the industry and you have an interesting topic you'd like to discuss, maybe you'd like to take part in a future episode, contact me, david at packagingnews.net. Thank you so much and have a great day.